This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, kicking off hour number two of the show. Live from the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. Come on by. We got Monday Night Football. We'll be on the TVs today. You can go on by and get here a little early, get some good drink specials, get some good food specials, hang out with us. And if you want to dibble and dabble in a little casino action, you know my favorite triple-double diamond. They got that around here as well. I'm always a sucker for a good triple-double diamond slot machine. They have those around. They have all kind of great games to play. They have the sports book. You want to put a last-second bet on the game, who do you got, the Cardinals or the Rams? You could do that as well. So uh, there's a lot going on here today. Got a lot of conversations to get to. Some good uh, guests still on the way for today's show. But I told you at the top of the show that news is going to come down fast and furious. Earlier, Schefter and Ian Rappaport put out news about potential head coaches that the Raiders had asked for permission to interview. And that included personnel guys, GM guys. So you kind of wonder, wait a minute. If you're thinking about keeping Mike Mayock, why would you interview GMs? Or why would you be asking permission to interview potential GM? Well, according to Rap Sheet, and this was just uh, five minutes ago, at Rap Sheet on Twitter, nothing's official. The Raiders have not said anything. But this is just according to Rap Sheet, so take it for what it's worth. Raiders GM Mike Mayock was informed he won't be retained. Gruden resigned in October, and Mayock is out in January. So, again, I don't think it should be a super surprise when we talk to Mo Moten. He had mentioned that he thought that that was going to be the case, and that also was just his gut feeling. But when you start to see guys getting interviewed and requests for interviews that are in that same position, you kind of know that the writing is on the wall. You know, uh, according to uh, Rap Sheet, he goes a little further, says the Raiders made the decision to move on several days ago, but put in a GM request a few minutes ago. Then Mayock was out. And again, if you missed earlier, the Raiders have put in a request to interview Patriots defensive end, or defensive assistant Gerard Mayo, inside linebackers uh, coach. And then they also requested de facto GM Dave Ziegler as a, as a potential GM candidate. So when you start to hear that, you kind of know what's going to go on. So as I've said, this offseason is not going to be boring. It's going to be fast and furious. There's going to be a lot of things going on. And – Everything has to move fast. You, you might think, well, why don't just take your time and figure out what you're doing? Because there's other teams competing for the same people. And the Raiders want to make sure that they want to get everything right. So no matter what happens, what pops out in the next few days, they're going to make sure that they are in, in touch with what they, need to, uh, what they need to get done. So uh, just trying to keep you updated. Like I said, we will only bring you the information that we feel like is relevant and real and not just throwing stuff out there that's reckless speculation. We won't do that. So that's, that's the latest right there. And, again, if we hear some more stuff or see some more stuff, we'll bring it to you as well. Got a lot of good text messages, a lot of good callers lined up. But I saw this one text in particular that really caught my attention because we were talking about the team, and we had a call from Shields Up saying that Denzel Perryman 
was his MVP. And I, I want to hear from you, uh, Raider Nation, I want to hear from you about defensive MB, or MVPs for the team. Who do you think uh, MVP for the team would be? 702-365-9200, that's the number. And then also the Sam and Ash text line at 69187. And so with that tweet or that, that, that call for Denzel Perriman, we got a tweet that said that Ra- Raiders defense was ranked 26th. We need better, hashtag Raider Nation. And I understand that. But I also understand that there's numbers. You can look at numbers and you can dissect numbers any way you want to fit any type of narrative that you have. Were they ranked as far as pro football focus and all their statistical rankings? Were they ranked as high as they probably would like to be? No, not at all. Is there room for improvement on that Raiders defense? Sure, no doubt about it. There's a lot of areas of improvement. Every team even if they're still playing, whoever the Super Bowl champion ends up being this year will still look at their team and say, you know what, there's an area of improvement that could be had right there. The defense still needs work. But if you for one minute think that the defense was not a strength of this team, you are out of your mind. If for one minute you think that the defense was not a strength all season long, you have not been watching Raider football as long as I think you've been watching Raider football. The defense single-handedly kept the Raiders in so many games. Without that defense, they're not a playoff team. I promise you. They don't win 10 games without that defense and had a chance to win the game on Saturday because why? The defense got off the field. The defense gave the ball back to the offense with 151 down seven. Raiders defenses of the past don't do that. Am I the only one that's been seeing this defense be piss poor for years? Even when they had Khalil Mack, the only thing they did really well was he got after the quarterback and they got turnovers, which turnovers would be great. Turnovers are great. That's an area that the Raiders need to improve on. But if you think for a second that this Raiders defense was not much improved this year, you're out of your mind. There's just no way to look at it and criticize them more than anyone else because they have been a strength of this team. Throughout the course of the year, I would watch a game and feel comfortable when the defense was on the field because I knew they were going to get off the field. Or at least I felt like they were going to get off the field. There's times, even that game on Saturday, where they didn't start out too hot. Jamar Chase had a hell of a a time with them early on. But even that game on Saturday, let's just go with the most recent. You know what they did? They only allowed six points in the second half. Think about that. They only allowed six points to that juggernaut of an offensive machine that is the Bengals that has been putting up stupid numbers over the past, I don't know, even month of the season. That you can't deny. You can look at all the stats you want. You can look at all the rankings you want, and you're not wrong. I'm not trying to tell you that you're wrong about the rankings. I'm not. I would never go there. I'm not a big numbers guy. I'm just not. I'm more of an eye test guy. And what I saw from the team on the field each and every game was a defense that competed, a defense that gave you a chance, a defense that kept you in games. Throughout the course of the year, they did it from game one till game 18. There was two games where they got blown out and never had a chance, and they both were the same team, Kansas City. But the Raiders gave up six points in the second half of that game against the Bengals. That's it. So, yes, there's areas of that team that needs to be addressed. They need another corner. They probably need two corners. They need interior pass rush. Sure. They could probably still even use a couple linebackers. I, I mean, hey, I'm not, I'm not saying this team is 
a, a finished product, but come on, give me a break. Are we watching the same team, or are, are, are we just deciding that we're going to complain about something? If there's something to complain about, it's not the defense. It was the lack of consistency from the offense. I mean, it's bottom line. I don't understand where the, the slander for the defense comes from. That's the first time in years of watching Raider football I felt comfortable when the defense went on the field. Years. And that's going back to Khalil Mack's time, too. I know that could just be me. Maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment. Maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, if I am, damn it, that's some great Kool-Aid I'm drinking. It must be Purple Saurus Rex because that's one of my favorite flavors. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Raider Rude Dog. Rude Dog, what's on your mind, my man? Yeah, I want to thank you uh, to you, and I want to say uh, good luck to Devon and his Titans, but I want to touch on a few points here. Uh, overall, I will give the MVP to uh, Renfro, but then again, I want to tip my hat to everybody out there on the Raiders. You know, they played an excellent game, but not to where I expected them to play because remember when I called in uh, earlier this week, I was expecting for them to win uh, with 10 points, but it looked like the other way because we kept falling behind, kept falling behind. There's always a time that three points or was seven points or 10 points. But once again, is uh, I'm tired of seeing Carr. We need to go out and draft a quarterback because he's not going to – I don't see them competing against uh, – uh, what's the guy from uh, KC Mahomes, Mahomes yeah. or or uh, the Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert? Right. Yeah, we need to go out and draft a quarterback, uh, somebody fresh, uh, real good from college. You know, other than that, the way I look at it, we've been struggling all this year. We've been talking about it going over and over with this on the uh, red zone. Yeah. Okay, so what is what is Carr? Is he a quarterback or is he a kicker? Because it's all only three points. Not <laughs> only that, not only that, we didn't we didn't even see. I don't remember seeing um, Mariota package. Why did they not bring in Mariota? It's like one play. I think one play and there was a, a penalty, right? I might I might have missed it because I might have gotten up for the rest or something. But I I didn't see him. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 what's going on here? We cannot be putting up three points. We need more than that. You're right. And yes, the, and yes, the defense has been uh, giving them a chance to win this game. You know, defense is excellent. We need to work on our on our offense. And I'm I'm done with Carr. I mean, I really don't like the guy because he needs to run. Even though he did run a little bit, but I don't know. He's I don't know if he's scared or something. And he's just trying to get another contract somewhere. But I'm done with him. And I and I take this loss with pride. But I know we could have won that game because we had we went down the field so many times, and not only this, I was just like watching the game, and I could see because I never seen this guy play play a lot. I didn't see much of his games. Uh, uh, Earl, oh man, he's that ball comes out with fire. I says, "There's no way uh, Carr is going to be able to compete with him if he's not making these touchdowns." And I, and I was just sitting back, just watching, and I was just being patient. And I said, you know what? This ain't worth getting pissed off for. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because the other game, when they played the Chargers, oh, man, that was a, one of them uh, lifetime games that it, it's going to be in the books. 
Right. But this game, I was instead of me being mad, I was just like chilling, just right. kicking back, like, okay, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen? Next? You know. Right. But on that, a big shout out to the Raiders. Go Raiders! There he goes. Good call, my man. Good call. I like that, man. Thank you so much for it. And that's something that you got to consider as well. You know, I mean, you brought up a good point there. And I'm not the guy that's, you know, I don't have the pitchforks and the knives out and saying Derek Carr is the guy, you know, not the guy and this and that, the other. That's for the uh, the organization to decide. But one of the parts that goes into that equation is you have to look at your division. You have Mahomes, you have Herbert, you have Carr right now, and whatever happens in Denver. So you've got to be able to, you've got to be able to be able to compete with that division. The goal every year needs to be to win the division, get to the playoffs, and then do some dancing. Uh, I wanted to read you a statement from the Raiders. They just sent out an email. We've relieved Mike Mayock of his duties as general manager of the Raiders. We thank Mike for his contributions over the last three years and helping form the foundation for the franchise to build upon its future. So there you go. Remember, I told you we bring it to you as it happens. We bring it to you as it's factual. That's what we do here. We pride ourselves on Raider Nation Radio 920. And that was the statement from the Raiders. I just tweeted it out both on my social media account and also the Raiders, or the Raider Nation Radio one. It's the Raiders account. I ain't got to do that on. <laughs> I'm not that guy. But uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is our Twitter account. I put that out there as well. So that becomes official like a referee's whistle. Uh, again, kind of read that off a little bit earlier. So uh, Andy, uh, Dr. Marone just hit me a text. We Was Mayock fired? Yes. Yes, he's been let go. Thank you for uh, chiming in, my man. I do appreciate that. Let's go back out, hustle out to the Raider Nation listener line. My man DeMond's doing a fantastic job in the studios. Raider Reggie, you're up next. What's up, my man? Hi. Dang, I hate to be the first call after Mayock get the boot. Damn. I like Mayock, man, but when it, it looks like they're going to go uh, a whole different get down as far as uh, leadership, that's for sure. Right. We know we still need a president, right? Did we ever get anybody to cover those guys that left before the season And I don't think so. But my guy, my guy on the call before, man, he was googly-eyed over Boro, huh? <laughs> but look, man, I don't know about just getting rid of Carr. Not right now. We ain't, I don't know what you have to get. But we definitely need to have somebody in waiting. You need to be prepared for that moment. Don't, don't let it end up where – Something happened to Carr, and then we don't have no backup, or we got an old uh, retread. But definitely, my my MVP this year is is, is the beast, Max. Max Crosby did some some crazy stuff, man. Next up would be my boy Renfro. Renfro got down. I, <laughs> only, I one. Me. only one, only one Raider Reggie, only one. I, I bought two Renfro jerseys. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll give it to Max, though, because that defense is what turned this whole thing around to me. And like you said, man, two years ago, ask anybody, and they was like, uh, if we just had a defense, if we just had a exactly. – you just had a defense keep you in almost every game. I think there was three games that looked like our defense couldn't hang. Right. But throughout the season – they kept you in it. We just needed to do something with it, not this minus four get down. But, hey, I'm going to be listening. I'm, I'm staying in touch with y'all. I appreciate every single moment y'all gave us on this radio. I'll call in when I can, man. I'm always trying. One love. Raiders, let's go. 
There you go. There you go. Good stuff right there from Raider Reggie. And the one thing I'll say about the season coming to an end, normally as a, a guy in my position, a guy who's not only a fan of the team but also covers the team and does what I do, and obviously this year covering the team, it's I've been more – it's it's almost like being on steroids, right? I've been up close to personal where before I was in Texas and I, I was covering them from a distance. But it's always sad when the season comes to an end, right? It's always one of those like, oh, man, I'm really bummed out because the season's over. And now it's like, okay, you still got to start talking about the draft. You got to start talking about free agency. Normally that conversation starts happening in around November when you feel like the writing's on the wall. This time when the season came to an end, when we were at the end resort and we were watching the game, is, is as much of a bummer as it is that the season's over, to know what the team did and to know that they actually came together and made it to the playoffs through thick and thin with all the adversity they had. Just think about your house, for example. Think about if you and your wife are fighting, how uncomfortable it gets in the house sometimes, right? Everyone can feel the tension. Well, magnitude that too. You just lost your coach. You had a tragedy with your brother. You had to let one of your other guys go. You had all this ups and downs. You got another guy filling in this void. You lose five out of six games. Think about all that tension on top of tension on top of tension. And somehow these dudes blocked out everyone, including me, and everyone else who was talking about what they couldn't do on the outside and what they did do on the inside. I mean, I'm telling you, man, you want to talk about some dudes, a group of, of folks that came together and just made things happen. So when they lost that game on Saturday, I, I mean, I felt bad because I, you just want to keep seeing them play, of course, right? Of course, Raider Nation is disappointed. But all I can really do is, is just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Raiders. Thank all those guys in the locker room. Thank all those guys on the sideline. I don't care that Mike Mayock's out. Thank you, Mike Mayock. Because I'll tell you what, when I sat at that game in Dallas on Thanksgiving and he sat right behind me in the booth and he was as intense as it gets, like he was on the damn field playing, he wasn't a guy that said, well, I'm going to be out at the end of the season anyway. No, he was a guy that's like, damn it, we're winning this game. We need to win this game, and this is how we need to do it. He never gave up on the team. Basaccia, regardless what happens, he never gave up on the team. Carr, you don't have to like him. You don't have to. I'm not telling you what to do. He never gave up on the team, and the team never gave up on the team. That's something that goes a long way because I'll tell you, I've seen some games, and maybe we saw some this weekend, where those guys quit. There's guys out there that have quit. The Patriots got their butts kicked on Saturday, just destroyed. It was over before our postgame show was over. We were literally still doing the postgame show, and we looked up at the TV screen, and I think it was Buffalo 27 to nothing, and me and JT said, oh, that's a wrap. It wasn't even halftime yet. Game was over. I'm not saying that they tapped out like they would in the UFC, but, I mean, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. These dudes fought to the end. Fought to the end. A coach that was learning how to be a head coach on the fly. Have you ever done anything on the fly and that uncomfortable feeling? I learned how to drive a stick shift on the fly. And what made it worse? It was a FedEx truck. Now, I guess I'll never work for FedEx now that I'm telling this story on the air. But, hey, hopefully I got some good job security here. I don't have to worry about it. I learned how to drive a stick shift in a big old FedEx truck that you see deliver packages to your house. You know how comfortable I was? You know how much I started sweating? I was on a hill ready to go forward. Thought I was going to go forward, but you know when you're on a hill and you're in a stick shift, you roll back a little bit. Once there was cars behind me, I started sweating. That's how uncomfortable I was in that position. But I had to do it on the fly. Well, take that and times it times 1,000. That's what Rich Versace had to do. He had to lead 53 men to battle every single Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, whatever day it was, he had to lead them to, to, to battle and try to win games. 
That's way more intense than trying to drive a stick shift in a FedEx truck. By the way, I did a very good job driving that FedEx truck. I did pull that off. It wasn't quite like getting to the playoffs and winning 10 games, but it was good. Only had one accident. <laughs> Let's go out to the Rare Nation listener line, talk to my brother from another mother, Joe in Texas. What's on your mind, Joe? Rare Nation. What's uh, up, my man? I wanted to holler at you guys. Uh, hell of a season, uh, especially through the adversity that you guys went through. That was just that was intense because uh, you you said it. I don't I don't even have to repeat. You said it all just a little bit ago. Uh, Coach Rich is the one that deserves the MVP for keep keeping all the all the puzzle pieces together, keeping everybody focused. Because I mean, they could have imploded uh, way back early on after after taking those five L's and just said, "All right, season's done. Let's shut it down now." But hey, y'all didn't. You made a, y'all, y'all made believers out of a lot of people. Uh, Hey, and at least one good thing, at least y'all didn't go down like Dallas did. Man, you ain't lying. I mean, was that ugly or was that ugly? That was so, a joke. I'm that lo- was a joke. I'm loving I'm loving <laughs> life because uh, – I bet you are. Uh, uh, because, hey, Cowboys Cowboys took the L, so I ain't got to listen to that now. Uh, but uh, – and uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the other, other alone because I don't want to do nothing there. I'm going to leave that let, – let them play it on the field. Right. But, yeah. But hey, and Q, I'm gonna one up you real quick because uh, I I learned on the fly a six shift on the autobahn in Germany. So uh, oh wow, good luck. Up. <laughs> step your game up a little bit, brother. Yeah, hey man, <laughs> I ain't never been to Germany, and I sure ain't gonna try to learn how to drive a stick shift on the autobahn. That's suicide. But but kudos to you, my man. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Good time too. So yeah. Did we lose him? I think we lost Joe. Joe, thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. It's good to hear from you, brother. Uh, it's always good to hear from you. Let's take one more quick call, and then we'll take a quick break. Uh, let's go out to, uh, who is it, DeMond Fargo Raider? Is he up next? All right, De- Fargo Raider, what's on your mind? Hey, thank you for taking my call, Q and DeMond. I'm sitting here, man. I'm hella proud. People counted us out before the season even began, saying we were going to go 7-10. and 10. And I'm thankful for the heart that they showed. You know, like, they they – like the last caller just said, my MVP is Versace too. My girlfriend says that he looked like a grandpa she just wants to give a hug to and support no matter what. <laughs> I learned, I learned, my dad put me in boxing when I was a little kid, man. I had to learn to box on the fly. Now talk about some stress and then like getting punched in the mouth while you're learning to block, to, to give you a little bit of insight on what it is to stress, man. Um, as far as the caller said, we need, you know, car, car needs to go. Who are we going to get, man? That's my question to anybody who has to say that. Who are we going to get that's not going to leave us in a cash trap position and that can still put the team in a position to win, you know? The D is the one who competes against the quarterbacks. Everybody rouse up the, the Mahomes versus Carr, Carr versus Herbert. Carr's never going to tackle Herbert or, or Mahomes. That's the defense that does that. For sure. As far as the defense being 26, they were 30th last year, if I, don't, if I remember correctly. And all we've been asking for is the 2016-ranked defense, which was 20th. So we're not asking them to be top five. They've improved drastically, and that's all we needed, man. And lastly, on that last play, man, somebody get Edwards a divorce lawyer so the man can get some separation because he don't know how. (laughs) Why was he in the end zone, man? Y'all have a good one. Thank you for taking my call. I like the funny at the end right there. My man said, get Edwards, the divorce lawyer, so he can get some separation. 
Oh, that's funny, man. That was funny. And, and look, the Raider wide receivers, they definitely need some better separation. That last play call, that went to Zay. I wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been where I threw the ball, but that's just me. I would have gone to either Waller or Renfro. Those are my money guys. They've been my money guys all season long, and that's, I'm going to go out with them. I'm just going to go down with the ship with those guys. That's, I want to go out with money, you know, simple as that. But, hey, that was the decision that was made. It didn't work out, and the season comes to an end. But uh, all in all, in my opinion, it was a very good season. I did an interview on a radio station here in town before the season started, and they said it was a betting, uh, it was a betting show, and they said, hey, the Raiders are, are – uh, the, 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 the books have them at six and a half wins for the season. Do you think that they go over or under? And I'm like, they have to go over. <laughs> they have to go over. Six and a half wins? Something went terribly wrong if they only get six and a half wins on the season. And guess what, Raider Nation? Something went terribly wrong, and they found a way to get ten. So they beat what the books gave them to start the season off, and they had a healthy year. Like Fargo Raiders said, they counted the Raiders out before the season even started, before they had any kind of adversity they had to deal with. And they went on to win 10 games and make it to the playoffs, and damn it, they were a playoff team. If you look at the Super Wild Card weekend, they were, I know this is stupid to say, the best losing team in the playoffs because they very well easily could have won that game. Everyone else got blown out. In Dallas, that was a big cluster, if you know what I mean. Big cluster. They were a team that belonged in the playoffs, and they showed that, even in a loss. And I know there's no moral victories. I'm not asking for that, but they deserve to be where they were. 327 is the time. When we come back, we'll be talking to Fox 5 News uh, anchor in the morning, Faven K. She'll give us her wrap-up of the season. How does she feel about what the Silver and Black did and how they did to this lo- what they did in this Las Vegas community throughout the course of the year? We'll do that next. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Any Oakland Raider fan, Las Vegas Raider fan, stand up. Keep standing. Keep standing. Anybody, anybody who's a fan of the way I played the game of football, you stand up too. Anybody. Keep standing. Don't sit down. Stand up. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. And we are still live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Started at 2 o'clock. We're going all the way up to 5 for Monday Night Football. The Cardinals and the Rams will be on the television. We definitely want you to come on by and hang out with us. Right now, uh, another one of our great guests that we have coming up next. She's frequent the show multiple times throughout the course of the football season. That's Faven K from Fox 5 Vegas in the morning. And, Faven, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. And I know that it got to be bittersweet for you today as you are a big-time Raider fan. You always are in attendance at Allegiant Stadium. And, unfortunately, the silver and black season has come to an end. But when you kind of look back and you reflect on the season, everything that happened off the field, everything that happened on the field, which just – what are your thoughts? Have you had a chance to really reflect yet? I'm, I'm still grieving, Q. I'm still <laughs> grieving. <laughs> I know that's I'm right. I'm all black grieving. Right. So, um, I, I, I have, you know, obviously what's happened off the field has softened the blow, I think, a little bit for me because I don't think we even expected them to make it to the playoffs after all that. So happy we made it that far, but when he's I'm like, oh, we could have went further. That's what's so frustrating. So, you know. Right. No, and that's the thing. I mean, they easily could have won that game on Saturday if they just execute a little bit better in, in different moments. But, again, you said it. You know, they, they made the playoffs with all the adversity that they had to deal with. They found a way to win 10 games, and they haven't been in the playoffs since 2016. So, I mean, just as far as an accomplishment and giving Raider Nation something to, you know, have hope about, I mean, that, that had to go a long way. 
Yeah, it's like every time, you know, we had, you know, a, a tragedy or just heartbreak off the field, it was like, you know, they would com- come back that Sunday and give us something to kind of, some hope to hold on to, <laughs> you know, something to smile about. So um, I can't imagine, you know, just I think people forget, you know, they see you as your profession, that you are a human being. So what they had to deal with mentally and emotionally, uh, that took a lot to still come back every week and give us a show. Yeah, no, they did. And that show that they put on on Sunday night to make it into the playoffs, that win over the Chargers at Allegiant Stadium, I mean, that was big. And, of course, Allegiant Stadium was loud and proud. Raider Nation really showed out. As far as being here, and you're, you're here in Las Vegas, you've been here for a while now, as far as just the community and what the Raiders have meant to the community and how much have you seen them kind of grow, the team and the community grow together throughout the course of the season? You know, I think that they there are, you know, some players that have – helped the city fall more in love with the Raiders. You know, of course, talking about people like, you know, Darren Waller and Max Crosby and just what they've done off the field uh, to warm hearts has definitely helped. Um, But, of course, there's still so much to prove. Uh, When you have a a season team like the Golden Knights that the city just absolutely adores, um, that's a lot to live up to, and that's hard to, you know, compete with. Um, but I think over time, I think the resiliency that they've shown has helped. Um, and so I'm just looking forward to a fresh start and hopefully, you know, less less headlines of what's happening off the field and, and more of what's happening on the field. Yeah, that, that's all that any of us could really hope for. I mean, again, I don't think when uh, I got here in July, I thought that there was going to be so much off the field issues going on. But that's the reality of it. That's life hitching. Sometimes, as we all know, things happen and we have no idea they're on the way. But what did you learn about this team uh, as, as this season went on and they dealt with all the issues off the field and, and found a way to get things turned around? I think just their resiliency and, and, and mental strength. Um, again, you know, when you have, you know, your a personal life and you have things going on at home, uh, it, it's people don't people forget that when you're in the public eye. And so I think that they earned more of my respect of just their character and, and how they dealt with the adversity. It's a lot. I mean, that this was a lot for a team to deal with, you know, over three, four seasons, let alone packed into one. Um, and so just keeping focus on, on the game and, and, and what's at stake, uh, you know, here I am, you know, I, I take my afternoon nap. Um, after the show <laughs> and so waking up at, you know making sure I was ready for you you know the first thing I see is you know what, what's happening with GM Mike Mayock and so right. I think now it's just kind of seeing they, they're already starting I mean I, you know with Mike out and, and and the rebuilding begins so you know just hoping that they make the right decisions and you know make for a better team next season. Right, no doubt about it. We're talking with Faven K right now from Fox 5 News here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, you know, with Mike Mayock now being out, that's official. The Raiders sent out their uh, statement on it and everything. Uh, I look at this team, and, you know, you talked about the building. I don't think that it's something that needs to be torn down all the way to the nuts no. and bolts. It just needs to be, you know, like fine-tuned a little bit, right? It just needs a little mm-hmm, bit of fine-tuning, mm-hmm. and I feel like this team is right there to take that next step. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like I said, to see how far we got, um, you know, with what we had. I mean, even off the field, the injuries with, you know, on the field. I right. mean, we went how many games without Darren Waller? You know, mm-hmm. this is the, the, the most hurt that Josh has been since he's come on. And so it's just like 
you know, we lost Henry Ruggs. So you lose, we lost a lot of, we didn't have a lot of key players. And so I think the injuries we forget played a lot into that. So, um, and that's the hard part, right? Is the re- rebuilding phase because you have these emotional ties <laughs> to right. these people. So, um, trying to, you know, understand the, 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 the mentality of the front office and where their head is at with the rebuilding phase. Right, exactly. You know, and, and the one thing I said, and I want to ask you about head coach Rich Basaccia and just the job that he's done. And the reason I say this is because he was given a job, and he's always wanted to be a head coaching job. And, and Faven, I know how hard you've worked to get where you are. I know how hard I've worked to get where I am. And there's been times where people have said, okay, Q, you want to do this? Here you go. But they knew I was bound to fail, right? There was like, there's no way he's going to do this successfully, but we're going to let him get it just so we can say that we let him get it. And that almost feels mm-hmm. like the situation Rich Passaccia was put into, except for he took that opportunity, he ran with it, and he was successful. What did, what did you see from Rich Passaccia when he took over as head coach? I mean, I think he did a great job as a leader, you know, to to wrangle um, and, and, and really trying to, you know, keep together a team that is falling apart at the seams, not because of talent, but just because of all the adversity they're dealing with. And I think being able to build that confidence in them and keep them on track, that says a lot. I'm team rich. I'm team rich. Let's keep them, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, I am just a fan of, 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 of his character and just, he just went out there and really showed what a leader looks like um, and, and, and kept focused. So obviously that's me speaking from a fan standpoint. I don't know what happens in the locker room, but it seems like the guys um, like him. Uh, they, they've enjoyed his leadership. Um, and I think every time you bring on a new coach, you know, there's trust that has to be built. And it seems like he already has that at least with this team. So why don't we build on that? Right. Well, we'll see exactly how all that shakes out. Of course, there's going to be a lot of rumors that we hear. There's going to be a lot of reports that we're going to hear. And I've been telling everyone, just sit back, relax. Uh, You're going to hear stuff as you hear it. And some will be real, some won't be real. But everything will probably shake out sooner rather than later. And before I let you go, Fabian, I did want to ask you, today a lot of folks are off work. Uh, Some people are working, like myself, but I I love to do this, so I don't really consider it work. Uh, But it's MLK Day, and and that's a big deal. And there was a fantastic parade earlier today, downtown Las Vegas. I think Las Vegas is very underrated as far as their MLK Day uh, parade goes because it was really a good one that uh, was put on by the city. What what does it mean to you? What does MLK Day mean to you? You know, do you get a chance to reflect and and kind of not reminisce, but just kind of think about what it all in all this day means? Oh, absolutely. You know, you're always just reminded, um, especially uh, being an African American, right? That what, what his dream is, and to continue to honor that, and to not only continue to you know fight to break barriers, but to also pull, you know, to bring others along with you. Um, Obviously, the last couple of years when it comes to uh, racial justice has been very tumultuous. And so, you know, it's also a reminder that as far as we've come, we still have a long way to go. And, you know, it's great to tweet a quote today on MLK Day, but it's just a reminder of what are you doing the other 364 days of the year to keep that dream alive. Yeah, and that's, that's something that's so important because you're right, it is easy to tweet out a quote or say, you know, happy MLK Day, but really sometimes we need to take a step back. We all need to take a step back and realize exactly what the man meant, meant and what he stood for and what he did and, and what he ultimately lost his life for and why we're celebrating him. So uh, just wanted to, you know, get quickly your, your thoughts on, on that. And, and I know that you, uh, you know, you've been bi- very busy in the community and very active in the community. You, you do a great job at the news station. So just wanted to uh, get your thoughts on, on what you thought about that as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the city definitely does a wonderful job. Um, I've been trying to avoid crowds here lately. <laughs> right, with I Omicron spreading. So, yes. uh, unfortunately, I wasn't out there today. Um, but again, you know, I watched the live stream and always in support of just the incredible things. If you're looking for a way to give back the historic, uh, the historic West Side has just some great centers, great programs. So, you know, it could be MLK Day every day if you like it. <laughs> it, really, it really can be. And I'll tell you, technology is great, right? Live stream is a fantastic way to do things, right? If you, if you want to avoid the crowds. And I, I did the same thing as you did. Uh, didn't get out there in the crowd, but was able to check out, you know, what was going on. And so just, just being able to see it, it was, it was really it was heartfelt. It really was. I thought they did a heck of a job. So uh, fantastic stuff as always. What are you guys going to be doing uh, in the morning? Uh, I know you guys do a fantastic job there on Fox 5. Uh, you have a lot of fun in the morning. What you guys got coming up? Well, you know, we've got a Pro Bowl yes. and uh, NHL All-Star Weekend coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So just gearing up for all that coverage, it's going to be a, a good time. We have the draft coming here in a few months. And believe it or not, already planning for Super Bowl. Two years out, so our coverage for Super Bowl. So, you know, just really getting the, the city excited, obviously, keeping up with the pandemic, keeping people informed. Um, you know, it's just been so up and down. It's a roller coaster. Right. And just trying to navigate and help people get through it as, as we figure it out ourselves. So, obviously, not as fun without, you know, Raider talk uh, anymore, you know, but we'll be tracking the developments and just seeing how the team rebuilds. And, you know, we still have our Golden Knights. We still have other teams. And if the rumors of a basketball team coming to Vegas are, are true, we're pretty keeping getting excited about that. And, you know, just right. trying to keep everyone afloat around here. Well, I'll say this. I know that you, you're doing yeoman's work because you have to deal with a Chiefs fan in the morning as well. <laughs> so. I know, I know. <laughs> Thankfully, Dave doesn't rub it in too bad, you know. Yeah. You know, and now even, you know, the 49ers uh, right. winning yesterday, a couple of um, the other anchors are huge 49er fans. So, you know, we still have some football to be excited about. But I'm not going to lie. I was bitter yesterday, Q. I, I couldn't watch any football games. It, was, it hurt too bad. I couldn't watch anybody else's team go on because mine didn't so. right I, I know that's right i know it is and look dave's dave's a good dude he's a chiefs fan but he's a good dude so I, i'm not too mad at yeah. him but but i get it but favorite thank you so much for taking some time out of your afternoon uh, i know you're very very busy but just wanted to get your thoughts from a fan's point of view always at Allegiant stadium Absolutely. checking out these games thank you so much and thank you q you've done such a great job in your first year here thanks for having me on from time to time we've uh, had so much fun just talking about the season so thank you Absolutely. Appreciate you. There she goes. Faven K, Fox 5, Vegas in the morning, does a fantastic job. Her and Dave, they're covering it. And, man, I'll tell you, a Chiefs fan and a Raider fan in the morning. Who would have thunk it, right? <laughs> but they have, uh, they have it covered like a glove. They do a fantastic job with everything that they do, and a lot of Raider games are shown right there on Fox 5. And so uh, we have Paloma Villacana who covers uh, UNLV. We have her on each and every week as well. She does a great job uh, there for Fox 5 Vegas, so we do appreciate their efforts. 3.45 is the time. We are live here at the Underground Lounge. We're hanging out, been shaking hands, kissing babies, taking pictures, doing what we do. Come on by and say what's up. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. It's our Monday night spot. Usually we wrap up at 4 o'clock, but we're going until 5. 
We're going all the way through. No in the huddle tonight with Vinny Bonsignor because we have Monday Night Football that you can hear right here on these airways. Radio Nation Radio 920. Wild card, baby. Cardinals and Rams. So all the action will kick off. Well, we'll, we'll turn it over to the, t- the, the broadcast at starting at 5 o'clock. But we definitely encourage you to come on by and hang out with us. Demi and Jason just rolled in. I am Vice is here. The wife is here. The daughter's here. Mark is here. We got plenty of folks here. Come on by, hang out with us. We're going to be here having a good time. The news keeps coming through fast and furious. Going to hit the Raider Nation listener line in just a few minutes, but I did want to update you. The Raiders have released a statement saying that Mike Mayock is out. He has been relieved of his duties. They put out an official statement that said, and I quote, We have relieved Mike Mayock of his duties as general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. We thank Mike for his contributions over the last three years in helping to form the foundation for the franchise to build upon in its future. So that was the first thing that, uh, well, that was the latest thing that happened. Mike Mayock was officially put out. But earlier in the show, right when the show started, I let it be known that the Raiders had put in a request, and this is also according to Ian Rappaport from NFL Network, They had put a request in to interview defensive assistant Gerard Mayo for the head coaching position, and they also requested GM, de facto GM, Dave Ziegler of the Patriots and then had interest in a talent evaluator with the Colts. So kind of the writing was already there on the wall. But we'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on. Fast and Furious, we are your flagship station for the Las Vegas Raiders, so we're going to definitely hold it down and make sure that you're staying up to date on everything going on right now 702-365-9200 that's the Raider Nation listener line let's talk to our guy Chris in Summerlin what's on your mind Chris hey how's it going good how are you uh pretty good Chris in Pittsburgh actually so oh, okay um <laughs> but I gotta say like I, I just so one our fans God we're, we're so passionate right and I think that causes all these these opinions car this right Mayock you know Satya but at the end of the day you look at the best teams in this league, and I know this is frustrating for guys because, you know, we were one play away. All this turmoil, we were one play away from moving on. We really were. We were better. The eye test tells me we were better, right? We One play away, the best teams in this league have stability in all the leadership roles, and all that stability leads to attracting the best talent at all levels, right? And if we keep blowing this thing up every couple of years, some of this is out of our control, but if every time we have a bad patch, we, we replace the coach, the GM, president, whoever it is, we're dysfunctional. We, we've got to put an end to that. And we've got to look at the, we've got to start benchmarking teams like the Steelers and the Patriots when they were good and saying, look, they, they benefit incredibly by having the same people in, in place and the same playbooks, the same, the same this and that, that the players can come in and they know the system, right? We need to get back to that. And, you know, I got to say, my MVP this year—it's the whole—it's the whole organization. It's the Shield, right? Everything that we dealt with—I mean, just one thing after another. Despite all the, you know, social media, you know, back and forth that I was involved in, I know every fan was involved in, right? We still, when the game when the game was being played, we all stuck together, and I know that the players felt that, and you 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 could see they were playing some of them much above their talent level and more as a, as a team. And, you know, it was incredible to watch. just made me so proud to be a Raiders fan this year. made me so proud of this team. Um, And then I want to say one more thing. On the way out of the game, we went to the Cincy game. On the way out, that's a a team that plays some pretty good teams in their division. I don't don't think they're as good as the AFC West. There's some good teams, right? And on the way out, they were all congratulating us. They were all saying one hell of a season. We can't can't believe what you guys did this season. Oh, my God, this, that, the other. 
wow, you guys should be proud of your team. To have an opposing fan base that's moving on say that, we all got to take a step back and realize we're close. This team is really close. I think this is not something we should be doing major surgery on this team. This is one or two pieces, one or two additions that's going to get us there. Uh, If we start blowing things up, we all have to be ready as fans to say, hey, we're back to 2016, 2017 when we're we're five, six years away from getting to this point again. So that's, that's my take, you know, I'm sure there's some people who disagree with it, but I, I just want to see some more stability, and I want to see this team build on what they've got as opposed to blowing it up. Okay. So, that's Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much for that call, my man. I appreciate you. I don't know how we got Chris in Pittsburgh and Chris in Summerlin confused, but okay, it happens. <laughs> so Pittsburgh and Summerlin, they're like neighbors. <laughs> nah, it's all good. I'm just giving you a bad time. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it brings a lot of good points up. And uh, to the point about Bengal fans uh, giving the Raiders props, I had people that called my podcast, no joke, I had people that called my podcast over the course of the weekend and said, hey, I'm a Bengals fan. I just know that you do the Raiders podcast, and uh, that was a hell of a team. The Raiders were a tough team. That was a, a hell of a fight, and uh, Raider Nation has nothing to be ashamed of. So uh, I can back him up 100% that there is plenty of Raider fans, I have, or Bengal fans. I have Bengal fans tweeting at me saying, hey, man, you know, we're glad that the Bengals won, but great, great, uh, great fight. Team went in there and really gave it their all. you got to give them a lot of credit. Now, I do want to address something because people are hitting me up. And I know the news is coming fast and furious and things are going to be happening quick. Um, People are telling me that, oh, Greg Olson is out now. There's a tweet out there from Ian Rappaport that's not Ian Rappaport. And this is the dumbest thing. I don't know where people get time to create fake Twitter accounts, but there's a lot of them out there. So this one is at RQPSC or SHECT. So if you look at it quickly, it might look like rap sheet, but it's not. So this one says, Raiders relieve Greg Olson of his duties as offensive quarter, poor souls. That's a fake Twitter account. It's fake. So just, again, that's why we don't jump the gun and we don't jump to conclusions. And when I get a tweet that says, oh, this person's out, I'm not going to just run with them and do a little bit of research. That was a fake Twitter account. So just, just so you know. Now, I'm not saying that that's not going to happen. I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen. Again, things are moving uh, pretty quickly. Matter of fact, here goes one from the real rap sheet. Some notes. The Raiders have a top in-house candidate in Dewan Daniels, excuse me, assistant director of player personnel. Mark Davis still plans to interview interim Rich Basaccia for the head coach. And the team made the playoffs despite Gruden resigning, Ruggs injuries, and so much more. So that's, that's the latest from Ian Rappaport. He is not reporting that Greg Olson is out. I just want to make that perfectly clear because, again, that fake Twitter, and I don't understand why people even have time to do that, I got way too much of my life going on than to make up a fake account just to throw off people. Like, I don't, you've got to be, and this happens on Twitter, it's what it is. You've got to be a lonely and boring person and bored with whatever your life consists of to sit around and make up fake Twitter accounts just to put out false information. Doesn't make any sense. But again, I don't understand a lot of things. 356 is the time when we come back. We'll be talking to Mike Sando from The Athletic. He actually did a piece, and this is great timing, talking about some of the most attractive jobs. He actually did a lot of research. That's what Mike Sando does. He does a lot of research. He'll do a lot of polling with different executives across the league, and he'll come up, and they come up with the answers that way. And uh, they talked about where the Raiders' jobs potentially ranks throughout the course of the NFL, and you'll get that answer next from Mike Sando as we kick off hour number three of the show. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.